What is going on, youth workers? Uh, yes, you are listening to the Youth Ministry Motion podcast, and uh, yes, there's no fancy music, uh, no introduction, uh, because I just wanted to come to you guys, and I just want to ask a simple question. How are you doing? How how are how is life for you? I, I've been thinking about this lately um, because, you know, having been a youth pastor for 30 years, you know, I know what life was like before social media, and I know what it's like after social media. Um, and I know that one of your main jobs as a youth pastor is building community, you know, which is tough to do in this season. Okay. Um, social media used to be the extra stuff you did to connect, right? That was the stuff you did in between the meetings. Uh, it, you know, it was the, it was the funny thing. It was the, maybe show some videos from Wednesday night. It was all these things, right? But now it's the, almost the only thing. And I would even count Zoom to some degree as social media, and maybe maybe many of you are, are using that. Um, but if you're like an you know an IRL person, an in real life person, you know, much like myself, you know, all these video screens may have you stressing out. And I want to encourage you to take care of yourself during this time. You know, you may be busier now than you were before. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm only kind of getting a vibe or getting a feeling because some of you have had to up your game on social media and maybe you weren't used to that. Some of you are trying to figure out Zoom or you're the youngest person in the church and you have to figure out how to live stream and more responsibilities are being put on you because of your youthfulness or because you simply understand tech better or social media better which is both good and bad. I mean, once again, youth pastor saves the day and is saving the day for many churches because they know the tech, they, they, you guys understand it, right? And, um, and so I was thinking about this thing, man, youth pastors are probably maybe a little bit busier now, or at least feels the pressure because, you know, some youth groups are doing well, right? They're having their Zoom meetings and they're on, you know, board. And we don't know what this thing's going to look like because we're not having services till after the 30th of April for most places. We're going to miss Easter. We're going to, what a, what a strange time, right? And, uh, and, but I was also thinking what a great opportunity this is to reformat youth ministry. And I'll talk about that in a later episode as I have some thoughts about that, but I'm not concerned about all that. You know, that's down the line, but I am concerned about you guys. And I want to help you. If you've not been thinking lately about taking care of yourself, please let me help you. Please let me remind you of some things that are really important during this time, uh, in this time when you're separating yourself, uh, but also having to do ministry, also still having to bear some burdens, I don't know what your personal life is like. I don't know if you're sick. You, for all I know, you could have the virus and you're ill. And I want to tell you, I'm praying for you and I'm going to pray for you. Uh, And so I don't know where you're at or what's going on, but let me just share a couple of things that I hope that you'll remember. I know in my heart, you guys know these things. I know it, but sometimes we have to be reminded. Sometimes we have to have a voice come through a podcast and say, hey, yeah, you've slowed down. Hey, yeah, you're not having meetings. Hey, yeah, you're locked in with your family. But are are you still maintaining some things that are going to help you get through this? Uh, some of you maybe deal with anxiety. Some of you deal with depression. Some of you deal, you have to be around. You feel like you have to be around people and maybe you're not. Maybe you're single and you're like just chilling at the house and, you know, 
playing Fortnite with some of your students. That's cool, but it wears on your nerves. So let me just offer a couple things that I'm discovering from my own quarantine. I'm still working uh, at the church for those that are new. First of all, welcome in. Uh, If you don't know, uh, I retired from youth pastoring uh, two years ago. Uh, I've had many different jobs since then. I'm currently uh, working as a janitor, uh, as a maintenance worker in a fairly large church. Uh, Large, not like a thousand or anything, but you know, around that number. And I've been able to keep my job because, well, life progresses, you know, there and, and there's just things for us to do. So I'm blessed in that regard. And some things that I'm having to rem- remind myself because I'm not in other things. I'm not involved in other things. There's no going out. There's no other things. So I have to do some things. The first thing for me is to keep discipline, keep my own personal routine in place. And that's hard. Uh, but uh, every morning I get up and I make sure some things are, are there. You know, it's easy to allow the times that we're in uh, to throw us off, right? To throw discipline to the wind and say, so what? But your daily routines can help keep you sane. Listen, I'm thankful uh, that this event took place during Lent, as I tend to be more disciplined during this time than really any other time of the year. Uh, I'm just I'm just dead set on making sure uh, Lent happens. I just it's just a daily it's a different it's just a daily practice for me and uh, yearly practice, you know. Um, and uh, I you know I make sure that I get up every morning, uh, have my devotion time. You know, like I said, thankfully I'm still uh, you know I have my job, so I get up early in the morning. I have to be at work at seven. Um, so I get up every day early, uh, about 5 a.m. Uh, I listen to my devotion. I, I listen to a podcast called Pray As You Go. It's put on by the Jesuits, uh, and it's very calm, very relaxing, but I've been, uh, you know, making that a part of my, my morning, uh, for the past, since, since Lent started. Um, you know, and you, you may have had a job or have a job where you've had several, uh, you know, meetings during the week and now nothing, you know? And so here's an opportunity where you get to set your appointments with God every day. You have your staff meeting with God every day and you keep it because you're making an appointment with him. So make it your spiritual staff meeting. Make it, make it you know, the time you say, listen, I've got to maintain some discipline for my own life uh, because I'm eventually going to go back in with people. I'm eventually going to go back to youth meetings. I'm eventually going to go back to staff meetings. And uh, it's a great opportunity, right, to work on self right? Some self, this is all about self-care. It's all about taking care of, you know, the, the youth pastor's guide to self-care, I would call this. And I just think it's important. Maintain your discipline. Another thing I think that's really important is keeping your thoughts in check. Um, You know, as I do my devotions, I journal. I have to do a brain dump a lot of times. I have to, I have, whether they're good or bad, uh, I just put them all on the page. And journaling allows me an outlet to keep my mind clear of toxics or anxious thoughts. You know, unless it's a unless it's a coronavirus update, which I don't even watch many of those. Um, uh, I get my news, you know, from other places that I, you know, would trust maybe sometimes, depending who's doing it. Uh, but you know, I, I get stuff on the internet. I go right to the sources or CDC or whatever that may be. Um, I try to keep away from the news for the most part because it's a lot of it is just crazy. So I don't listen to that. I don't do anything that creates anxiety in my life. I don't, 
you know, that or, or that creates worry or fear. I keep away from that stuff, you know, and the news creates anxiety, you know, and sometimes anger. So I keep away from anything that's causing my mind to go dark or go negative. Um, you know, I have to keep the scriptures in mind, right? Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, what things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever so things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And I know this is a lot coming at you, youth worker, and I am, like I said, I am for you. Uh, but you got to maintain, uh, as always, but how much more, especially during this time, is keeping positive about where all this is going to go, what the outcome is going to be. You can't decide that. You can't, you can't change everything. You don't know what's going to happen. But you can trust the Lord and you can focus on keeping your mind sharp and fresh on the positive things. And something I found, I'm going to put it in the show notes. If you're familiar with John Krasinski uh, of The Office and Quiet Place fame, you know, he started his own little good news, uh, good news channel, basically, you know, sharing good news. Um, and it's called Some Good News. And it's on YouTube. And, and he's got a bunch of really cool little stories that are positive and uplifting. And I'll put a link there uh, because I think that is um, uh, just something for your own heart just to watch and inspire you, you know, uh, stay inspired. Watch inspirational things. Watch how people are interacting with things. You know, get get your mind off your own worries and start thinking, uh, looking at other people and saying, hey, you know what? There's something inspiring. I saw a guy today in San Francisco. I watched a little YouTube video. It was just about a minute and 42 seconds of a guy up on a rooftop in um, San Francisco playing the bagpipes and just playing for people. And it's crazy, but that's inspiring. He wouldn't, he would have never have done that if there wasn't a quarantine. He would have never, I mean, these, this thing is producing, uh, I think more positive than negative in the world. Yes. Terrible things are happening. People are dying. Yes. But I also see the human spirit come alive. And those are the things that I would encourage you as a youth worker to focus on, focus on the inspiring things, uh, be inspired yourself so that you can go, if you have to go and minister to your kids, or you're doing a Zoom meeting or whatever it is, you yourself stay inspired by what people are doing and what God's doing in the world through people. Um, and I think, I think, listen, I also know that you're wise enough. If I can give you another one here, take care of your emotional well-being, right? But your thoughts and your emotions go together. So keeping your thoughts focused on the positive will help you maintain an emotional balance. You know, these are tough times where our thoughts, regardless of our input, gets the better of you, right? It, 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 it gets all of us. You know, you're thinking about your church. If you have a job after this, your students, your finances, your family, the list goes on. And I think about these things. I think about, well, you know what? I'm a youth ministry coach. Uh, I want to coach youth workers. Is anybody out there really wanting coaching right now? Uh, my Lord, I hope so. Uh, and if you need some, I'll put a link in the, in the description. But, but, you know, I have to think, I think about my life, right? And I think about, well, what's this going to do? out of all this. And it's, and what I'm saying is that, that the emotional element of this and keeping a positive mindset, um, keeping your mind in the scriptures and so forth, and, and really saying, look, I got to stay emotionally well. I can't get too high and I can't get too low. I got to find a balance somewhere in the middle. My emotional uh, outlet is prayer. I, I pray, I cry, I yell, I release. You know, I go into full psalmist mode 
<laughs> you know, uh, I just just pick pick. Uh, it's really high or, or low sometimes, but I I go into the deep places in prayer. You know, so I would encourage you, like myself, look to the Psalms. You know, to help identify your emotions. The Psalms will be empathetic to your emotions. You're going to be identifying with people in the Psalms that are going, that are crying out, that are giving, you know, worship to God, that are, that are uh, Psalms that David offers about tough times that he's been through. And uh, connecting with the Psalms, you know, uh, can definitely uh, give you the emotional well-being that, yes, there's people in Scripture who felt just like me, in terrible moments like this, and I can identify. Currently, you know, Psalm 13 has my attention, right? It's asking at the beginning, how long, Lord? How long will I have to put up with this? How long is this going to go on? And then it moves into a, a fear mode, right? You know, how long will my enemies, you know, be taking from me? And how long will they be overcoming me? And it goes into this fear um, part of it. And then at the very end of the Psalm, uh, it talks about hope. And it talks about declaring, the psalmist declares who God is and what is true about God. And I believe that's so critical to your emotional well-being, uh, as is mine. Because at the end of the day, you, we're going to have the questions of how long. We're also going to have the fears of loss. What am I going to lose? Am I going to lose students? Am I going to lose my job? Is our church going to close? Uh, what is going to happen? But at the end of the day, we have to declare who God is in truth, in reality. And um, I, we can go, look, the, the, it shows you can go through the process. You can go from, from how long, oh Lord, to, oh God, am I going to lose this, to, by the way, I really know who you are, God, because Scripture is reminding me of who you are, what is true about God. Uh, remember your family, right? Whether you're married, with kids, or single, check in with your family, your grandparents, your parents. Uh, check in with them often. My wife and I are, are empty nesters, but our son was uh, is home from college, and uh, we played our traditional card game of Phase Ten. Uh, that's kind of our our go-to. I'm I wasn't initially a big fan of it, just because it takes hours to play. Like it could go four hours, and it is crazy all the way through. And by the way, I don't lose. I don't win very much. I win occasionally, so maybe that's another reason why I'm not a big fan of it. But we were missing our other two kids, so uh, we hopped on FaceTime and videoed them in, not to play cards with us, but to simply chat and connect. And it was really a wonderful time where we just sat and talked, and everybody was happy. My daughter was putting together puzzles with her husband. My son was out to dinner going through a drive through with uh, his roommate, and uh, it was all good. It was just a, a great time, so I encourage you, you know, Get some of the extended family in there, you know, get them through FaceTime if you can and just put them at the table with you at dinner where you can sit and talk and make them a guest, you know, at the table. Uh, worship, you know, even though congregations cannot meet in person, you know, worship needs to be on the list of the disciplines we need to keep. Uh, worship, of course, can be singing, but it can also be giving and serving like healthcare workers, helping your neighbor or whatever draws you close to God. If your whole family is at home, do whatever form of worship you choose with the whole family. Serve together, give together, find ways to honor the Lord. You don't have to have a massive, you know, worship experience with, you know, smoke machines and lights. Now, if you can duplicate that, I say by all means, give it a shot. Shoot that video and tag me in it because I want to watch it. 
If you if you've tried to put on the big, if you're in a big church and have big worship and all that, I'm all in. Just show me that big worship service at, at your home. I would love to see it. You you could have like, you know, if you have a smoke machine, if you have crazy lights, if you're just turning your light switch on and off uh, during worship songs, I, I'm in. I want to see that. I think that would just be uh, fun. Now, the last thing I would ask you to consider is this, as part of your self-care, as part of emotional well-being, mental well-being, all those kind of things, what an awesome time to connect with other youth workers. What a, I don't know if you're a part of a network. I think networks are great if they're done well, uh, but what a great time to call or message that youth pastor down the street and say, hey, how are you and your family doing? We're going through this thing together. How can I help you? And and maybe they'll offer and say, well, I don't know. You could do this. What what can I do for you? And the bottom line is the, the connecting with other youth workers is simply to say, look, you're not alone. And I know that's almost cliche by now, but it's a truth that we have to embrace to say, look, you're not alone, youth worker down the street from a church or denomination that is not my own, but I want to show the love of Christ to you. I, I, what can I do? Right. And regardless of how many times you've seen this as, as you scroll through your Instagram feed, it's true. We're not alone. Yes, we're not alone because God's with us, but we have to communicate that. How many times do we pray, Lord, let somebody know that they're not alone, when in reality, we have to be the ones to step forward and say, we're the voice, we're the hands, we're the feet of God to say, you're not alone. Message from God, by the way, you're not alone. I'm here. I'm present with you. And the way to battle that aloneness is to connect with other youth workers in your area or online, simply to ask how they're doing. How can you pray for them? You know, maybe they don't know how to do Zoom. Maybe you can help them. Maybe they don't know how to do things. Maybe you can help them or use something. I, I don't know that you can figure that out. You know, if you, if you, if you didn't think that having a network of youth workers was important before this, I hope that you do now because maybe you don't have anybody. Maybe you can't call another youth worker. I hope you can. Some of the youth worker, connect with a youth worker online, you know, connect in smaller groups, you know, find, you know, uh, you can go and do Facebook groups, but that's a lot of people. Uh, that's a lot of feedback, but maybe you can find two or three. You say, well, I can't find anybody. Well, if you can't find anybody, you can always email me, thedproject.me.com. You say, Paul, I want to connect. I want to talk. I want to hash this out. I want to share my heart or my feelings, whatever that may be. Listen, I'll throw my name in the hat. If you don't have anybody local, I'm right here. You just get a hold of me. If you, I'll put all the things in the in the show notes. You can find me there. You can. There's all kinds of ways to find me. If you're not, if you can't find me, you're not looking hard enough. I promise you, I'm I'm out in the web. But I hope you do. I hope you do think that you'll get involved. If you're not in a network now, you'll get in a network. If you're not in a network uh, because there is no network, maybe it's a great time to start a network and say after this, man. I wish I had some guys on my team. I wish we had a network. I wish I was going to lunch with these guys. I wish, you know, we had those connections. And so take time to think about that. Ecclesiastes, you know, points out that going alone is not wise. Scripture says that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. 
And so listen, uh, that's guys, that's it. That's all I wanted to share with you guys, just to offer some reminders. I'm not teaching you anything. These are just reminders that you are not alone, that uh, somebody is thinking about you. Somebody is thinking about how are you doing emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually, uh, mentally, all those things. And I just wanted to share these reminders with you. Um, I hope that you're taking care of yourself in addition to washing your hands. Yes, that's important. And don't touch your face. I always ask people, they say, don't touch, don't touch your face. And I say, can I touch your face? Because if I can't touch my face, I want to touch somebody's face. And they always say, no, I don't know why they, why they say that hurts my feelings. (laughs) But if you're seeking deeper connections, just let me know. Find somebody. If you can't find anybody, if there's nobody in your town, listen, you're welcome to get a hold of me and I would love to talk to you. But my heart for you is this. Take care of yourself for yourself, for your family, and for your students. They want you to be well. They need you to be well in all those areas just because it's what it's what makes us function. It's what makes us do the things we do. And... Uh, And your kids and your family, most of all, need you right now to be healthy. So keep your disciplines. Keep in those things. Find ways to just dig in. If you got to get up earlier, get up earlier. If you got to stay up late, stay later. And But stay with it. Stay with those disciplines and take care of yourself. Guys, I want to thank you for joining me. Like I said, if you're brand new here, uh, normally there's fancy music and some, uh, you know, youth ministry topic that I talk about, uh, which I will talk about in the future. Uh, But... uh, Uh, listen, I just want to let you know I'm listening, uh, that I care. I'm thinking about you guys um, uh, because I know it's hard. Uh, I'm watching it in the lives of people that I'm coaching right now. I'm watching it in the lives of people that youth pastors that are my friends. And uh, it can't be any different with those that are listening today. So guys, thank you so much. Uh, Take care of yourself and uh, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. We'll talk to you later.